thank you guys so, so much for joining us for the second episode of the All About Relationships podcast. Um, it has been a wonderful ride, a wonderful journey. And today we're going to be talking about the impact of childhood trauma. Um, and I first want to introduce again the village and we have another wonderful wonderful voice and a wonderful person that has joined us on the podcast today and not just a wonderful person but a professional in her own right when it comes down to the knowledge that she has as it relates to childhood trauma. So first want to bring back and say what's up to Alicia Benjamin. What's good with you, honey? Hey, how are you? All How's is it well. been? Everything is good. Everything is good. Um, and then introduce Miss Ebony Jones, who is a licensed clinical social worker in the triad area of North Carolina. I'm going to give you just a brief synopsis or bio uh, for Miss Ebony. But how you doing, Miss Ebony, this morning? All is well. All is well. Glad to be here today. Yes. Yeah, so Miss Ebony, she has provided mental health services to children and families for over 15 years, um, specifically for those that have experienced trauma. She's a master trainer in the adolescent group treatment model called Sparks, which is structured psychotherapy for adolescents responding to chronic stress. Again, she's a expert in her own right. But we want to go ahead and, and, and really get into the mindset of this podcast is really about the listeners on this morning, right? We want to we wanna make sure that you guys are aware that we are here for you and the information that we provide to you on this morning hopefully will be helpful, um, insightful, and it's something we're not going to be able to cover in all regards and in all aspects and the amount of time that we have. But again, we want to make sure that it is information that is useful, but also a conversation. So trauma, you guys, I mean, trauma bleeds. It bleeds in, into everything that we do if we allow it to do that. Miss Ebony, I want you to kind of, kind of start with just an overview of what is childhood trauma? Like, what does that look like? We think about it as exposure to a serious injury, uh, actual or threatened death or violence. It can occur via direct experience or witnessing the event or hearing about the event. It is something that impacts us in so many different ways. Some people have experiences where they re-experience the trauma and have intrusive thoughts come in their head when they don't want them to. They may deal with nightmares or have experiences of like what we call flashbacks. Some deal with things like avoidance, where they don't want to go around people, places, or things that remind them of that not-so-good thing that has happened. Some deal with hyperarousal, where they're very anxious or jumpy or easily startled. When we think about trauma, we're talking about things like physical abuse, um, experiencing sexual abuse. Trauma could also be exposure to domestic violence or community violence. Things like that. Also, things like natural disasters, hurricanes, earthquakes, floods. Uh, those are things that could be seen as very traumatic as well. When we think about childhood trauma, the thing that we have to be mindful of is the perception um, of the experience on the child. 
and what they're perceiving from that experience and how it impacts their life, especially if it was a caregiver, as we talk about physical abuse or sexual abuse, um, if it was by the hands of someone that was supposed to be caring for them, um, it can really have long-term effects on, on a child. When you think about trauma and the impact of that on, on a child, the key thing mm-hmm. is that aspect of protection, right? Mm-hmm. Because children are supposed to be protected, right? And exactly. this is not an indictment. Those that are listening is not an indictment on, on parents who know their children has exper- have experienced trauma um, mm-hmm. to say that you've done anything wrong, right? Um, because mm-hmm. there is a grooming aspect to trauma and there's, you know, there's so much, there's so much that's associated with this. So it's not an indictment on parenting, but children are to be protected, their emotions, their physical being, their mental mm-hmm. well-being. So that aspect of protection is deep. You know what I'm saying? It, it really is, really is deep. And emotional trauma is huge, Right. So we think about the physical, but then that emotional and that mental health, how it impacts the psychological is huge. Um, Lisa, would you like to add anything as it relates to just the idea of childhood trauma? I think um, also with the level of trust, you know, Mm -hmm. like the child has that level of trust of those that are around them that are supposed to protect them. And when that trust is gone, it's difficult for them to trust moving forward strangers, people that they are trying to build relationships with. So trust is also something that's very important to a child. Exactly. And that trust carries over, like you're saying, Alicia, into other relationships. As you're trying to form other relationships with peers, with future partners, even with coworkers, you know, just thinking because you've had these events, this is in the back of your head. Is this person going to hurt me or harm me? Um, Or that sense of fear, like I was saying earlier, that hypervigilance where you're always on guard or um, just scanning your environment, kind of having your radar up. Yeah, um, and right. that, that can carry over, especially if it goes, if trauma is, you know, untreated or um, if the person has not had support or been able to work through some of those traumatic experiences, it definitely carries with you. And impacts your adulthood. I'm not going to lie to you. I think everybody, if you really think about it and, and, and thinking about it from um, statistical perspective, every 73 seconds an American is sexually assaulted. This is just for one, and this is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, So that's why I'm kind of speaking on it from that regard. Every nine minutes, the victim is a child, and this is just for sexual assault. More than two-thirds of children reported at least one traumatic event by the age of 16. And this is what SAMHSA reports. It impacts so many people. Now, those listeners, you know, you might be saying, yo, I wasn't sexually assaulted. I wasn't physically assaulted. It's grief. It's so much. When you know, you, you know when there's an impact, when, right. um, when there is so much that you have been dealing with, can't really touch it all the time, but your gut is kind of saying, you know, Something ain't quite right. Um, or when you go around certain people, something is not quite right. And when I say not quite right, you're, you're the only one that can determine that for you. You know, mm-hmm. you're the only one exactly. that can determine how something that occurred in your childhood is still yeah. impacting you. So when it comes down to it, right, I think, I think awareness is important. 
And I think connecting meaning is also important. Lisa, so from your perspective, um, how has childhood trauma kind of bled over into your adulthood? It was difficult for me to trust someone's word to be true. It was very challenging when it came to creating friendships. You know, trying to figure out the thin line between someone being genuine Mm -hmm. and not being genuine. And also forming those friendships, appreciating them, and then the friendship is no more. And being confused with that happening and it triggering an emotion that I just can't pinpoint. Why is it that this friendship ending affects me so much? Right. Why is it that I really want to trust this person, but I can't? Yeah. And it was that that taunting of why? Why is this constantly happening Mm -hmm. when that person could be genuine? Or maybe that relationship is no longer good for me. It no longer serves who I'm supposed to be. You know, so I can definitely say those thoughts happened, you know, Mm -hmm. from being a child, a teenager, a young adult to being an adult and then going into motherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, those thoughts kept, they kept haunting. It was like a haunting thought. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We know, and, and Shantae, we know that, Alicia, what you're talking about is, is really form of like cognitive distortions where your, your thoughts are just like not necessarily helpful, right? Mm-hmm. And so some of those thoughts, you know, are connected to that emotion. And then some of your behaviors come out because of how you're thinking and, and, and um, how you're feeling trauma world we like to call that like the cognitive triangle Mm -hmm. where our thoughts are connected to how we feel and how we behave and our uh, emotions are also connected to how we feel how we think and how we how we act as well but those distortions are not helpful and sometimes when uh, folks have trauma and that trauma carries over you have thoughts like I am bad relationships will never work out people always are out to hurt me nothing good would happen to me and those are distortions. Those, that's another phrase, uh, just to make it plain, it's stinking thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just stinky ways of thinking about what's in your, what's in your head. And a lot of that is based off of past, past experiences. You know, to be able to counter some of that with what is true, right? And what you know um, about yourself and what you know about your world, that is important to do to kind of stop those thoughts that are kind of pushing through and, and counter them with healthy thoughts like, I can be in relationships that are healthy. I am a beautiful and powerful woman. Great things are ahead of me. The best is yet to come. I am a good mother. You know, things that you know to be true. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Ebony. And it's really so important for for those that are listening to really be able to be aware that this is what's happening. Because sometimes we we feel something and think because we feel it is fact or because we Mm -hmm. think it is fact. And it's not mm-hmm. fact, especially when you have experienced trauma. I know this is yeah. this is specific right. to childhood trauma, but I want to categorize it to say trauma in general. When you experience a traumatic uh, a traumatic event um, or multiple yeah. traumatic events, because if you think about yeah. it, there are many individuals who experience multiple traumas. It just makes it very complex in terms of breaking down the thoughts and even the the symptoms of, of some of those experiences. Yeah. It's very confusing. It's very confusing too, because a child can be thinking about multiple things. The fact that they were physically abused or maybe they experienced neglect um, or maybe they've witnessed someone being shot or killed. 
you know, maybe they've been thinking about just the, the season that we're in right now. Maybe they've been through a storm, you know, a, a hurricane or tornado. I mean, there there are a lot of events and experiences that um, definitely are considered traumatic and can really shape and alter a child's uh, being. Also, Shante, I heard you, you were saying about Sexual Abuse Awareness Month. It's also Child Abuse Prevention Month mm-hmm. um, as mm-hmm. well. If we think about, you know, trauma and we think about, you know, just our role as adults, you know, we also can help to prevent child abuse um, by making sure people are aware um, and have that knowledge of protecting children, like you were saying earlier. Absolutely. So, you know, I think that it's, it's really important for, for folks to, to be able to be aware of mm-hmm. what they themselves, what is not and what they feel is not emotionally, how can I say, it? emotionally um, healthy for them and be able to say, you know what, there has to be a reason for this, right? And opposed mm-hmm. to saying something is wrong and it's my fault or something is wrong right. and it's right. Something is not quite right, but I've experienced mm-hmm. These traumas, I wonder if how I'm right. feeling is associated to that, right? I wonder mm-hmm. if what, um, how I'm thinking is associated to that. Because sometimes that self-blame and guilt and it's like, yeah, I, right. I, don't, I can't form these relationships. Why not? Everyone, when they meet me, they, they, they say that I'm overly emotional or mm-hmm. um, I'm always angry or, right? right? And they kind of internalize it without understanding that it could indeed be because there is healing that has to happen from your past. Right. And Mm -hmm. that could, and that in my opinion is the start of the healing process is just being self-aware that there is a connection, Mm -hmm. right. Taking that off of you and saying, all right, let's figure this out. And we'll talk about like the tipping point, when when someone says it's time for me to get some help right and help comes in many different ways you know but there has to be that that moment where you're saying you know I I really want to overcome these feelings that I'm feeling all these the the thought patterns that I have because I want to live you know I want I want to live so when it comes down to meaning it's amazing and God rest his soul, uh, DMX, who just passed away. Of course, everybody yeah. knows that, right? But he had yeah. this yeah. quote, and I, I'm not sure if it was from a song, or, but he said, to, to live is to suffer, to survive well, mm-hmm. that's to find meaning in the suffering, right? And a part mm-hmm. of um, the Sparks model is mm-hmm. finding meaning in that. And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking as, as, as someone who have worked with so many different individuals that have suffered from trauma, but it's like meaning to my pain. What you mean? You know, it's like, how, mm-hmm. how in the world do I find meaning to, right. to all of this crap that I'm going through? I'm pissed. I'm bad. Yeah. You know, I'm a good person. Yeah. Why me kind of thing, you know? So, right. so even with that, what do you guys think about the idea of finding meaning? So it can be something as simple as you having a conversation with someone that's at their breaking point. And you've been there and you're looking at your reflection and you're able to pour into that individual in that moment and you walk away from it saying that's that's the meaning behind it all. 
Exactly. It can be in that moment. It can be something that simple mm-hmm. as having a dialogue with someone that's at their breaking point. Yeah. And you being placed around them yeah. to have that dialogue. Even being on this podcast, you know, we all have individual life experiences right. and we're pouring into this podcast for mm-hmm. those who are listening to have that moment and, and, and say, you know what, this is resonating with me. So, yeah. you know, we can do it full circle in this moment and say, yeah. this is bringing meaning to it. Yeah. Because yeah. I identified it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alicia, so you're bringing powerful. tears to my eyes. <laughs> I, yes, you're bringing... You are, you are, you, you're, you're on it. You're bringing tears to my eyes as I think about the power and what you're saying. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That, that goes, meaning also goes to like, I, I hear you speaking and I think about purpose and destiny and what mm-hmm. am I here for? And sometimes we go through things as yucky as they may be. And there's, there's, I, I, who, I don't know who says it, but there's a, a, a message in my mess. You know, there's a, testimony in my test Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and we go through these things and we're just like it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good but then we can we have that lived experience and we could say to that young lady that young man we could say to that cousin that niece whoever you will get through this you know maybe not going into your story as, as you know however you feel comfortable but that could be the meaning that you ascribe to the event like okay this is what I this is what I went through this for. And it doesn't have to be big ticket items. It right. can even be a traffic ticket. Right. Like, why, did, why did I get stopped today? Right. What's right. that about? Mm-hmm. And then you tell three people and it's like, oh, yeah, let me watch out. You know, let me let me slow down. You know, the next one could be an accident. Yeah. You know, you're helping me not to, to mess up in a sense. She said it best. Yeah. I, I, I'm <laughs> dropping the mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the meaning is uh, Alicia just just knocked it out the park. And all of my traumatic experiences throughout the course of my life, um, whether it's pouring into others, but what I've learned is mm-hmm. the meaning for, for me is the ability to learn how to pour into myself. Yeah. It's like it has made me a very strong yeah. woman. And, yeah. and my strength has, um, has had the ability to transfer into my children. My meaning is I've gone through, but because of that go through, I'm able to pour into my babies, my children, you know, Dante, allow that's them another to podcast. see things. That, yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Strong woman, <laughs> right. you know, Woo. like thinking about the relationship with yourself. Yeah. You got to love yourself first. Yes. Yes. You got to love yourself. It's like, uh, there's a model that I work with, but we think about this example uh, we call it like the, the uh, airplane example. Like they tell you, put your mask on first. They tell you that for a reason. Mm-hmm, if you lean right. over and help the neighbor, by the time you get to your own mask, you're dead. Boop, gone. Yeah, you know, right. you're not even able to help anyone else because you didn't help yourself first. Yes. Um, whole nother conversation. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <but laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, I think the important thing for, for folks to to kind of grasp from this, just the concept of meaning is, you know, don't, don't look down upon your story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not saying that it felt good because it doesn't, it didn't. The healing process 
look here, that don't feel good all the time either. You know, it's like doing the work and we're going to talk about it, right? <laughs> doing the work is not, is not cute. That could be, that could, you know, take some, take something out of you, but don't look down upon your story. My story is my story. Alicia's story is her mm-hmm. story. Ebony's story is her story. Your story is your story, but there is meaning behind right. it. But starting to do the work is where you find mm-hmm. the meaning. That's the importance of kind of doing, you know, doing that work. Everyone could be at different phases in this healing process. Everyone is not where Alicia is or I am, right? Everyone is not where the next person is. You may still be in that pissed off, angry stage. And guess what? It's all right for you to still be in that angry, pissed off stage. Um, But my question to you is how long are you going to be there? Everyone deserves to, you know, that is, that is part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also helpful with, for those who did overcome it to mm-hmm. identify it in others. Like I yeah. know we pour into ourselves and we've come mm-hmm. this far in our journey, but it right. gives us that foresight to identify it in others as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, and um, there are so many different terms that's associated with the idea of trauma. Um, when, when a person identifies, you know, there's some individuals who identify as a victim. There's some individuals who identify as a survivor, some individuals mm-hmm. that identify as a thriver, wherever you mm-hmm. are in this process, it's okay yeah. to be wherever you are, you know, but I'm mm-hmm. one to say, um, there has to be, in my opinion, and in my hope for those that are listening is, um, that, that tipping point to say, I'm ready to, to grab this, to be more aware of it, and allow it to change the way in which I live and the way in which I feel and the way in which I think. It can, again, bleed so deeply into the relationships that we have as adults. We all deserve to have be healthy internally for ourselves, and then be able to flourish and love fully, you know, and feel fully um, with, with yeah, with all, all the other relationships that we have. So, Alicia, this question is for you. Like, what was your tipping point to say, today, today, enough is enough. I'm going to go ahead and get me some help or do whatever it is. And what did that even look like for you? You know, a lot of times I use, my trauma as a crutch to justify how I felt. So instead of me saying, you know, I can do better or I can shift the dynamic, I was comfortable in using my trauma as a crutch. Mm. Yeah, I'm mad. I have a reason to be mad. Yeah, I'm angry. I have a reason to be angry. Mm -hmm. I don't have to like you. I don't have to be your friend. You know, like having that that mindset is not going to work as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're trying to formulate relationships in the workplace, in mm-hmm. schools, uh, um, with your children, and you're, you know, you got to self-reflect and mm-hmm. see that the common denominator is how you're projecting how you feel. Me, understanding what transpired as an adult, identify that, you know what, you were a child when you felt those emotions and they were justifiable, but now you're an adult. Mm-hmm. You can let yourself and say, I understand 
me personally, I understand the why. I understand the why. Mm -hmm. How do I make myself feel better in the choices that I make when I engage in those why? Mm -hmm. You know, so it can be simple as, you know, speaking to someone that caused the why, Mm -hmm. you know, speaking to someone and, and not letting them feel that I'm angry at them. You know, yeah, yeah, if I was 10 years old, you would have got the angry me, Mm -hmm. you know, but in my late, in my, in my later years, you're not going to meet the angry me. You're going to meet the compassion, you know, Mm -hmm. the empathetic person, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come to you with those emotions. But I will come to you with the facts. You know, this is how I felt. This is what I went through. You know, these are things that, you know, triggered me. But I don't have that anger in my heart anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have that emotion anymore because Mm -hmm. I navigated through life already. Mm -hmm. I brought in two children into this world. So it's like there's a bigger purpose than that one moment in my life. Mm -hmm. I can't be stuck. I can't. And it's amazing because um, what you said that was so powerful uh, Alicia is I'm more than this. That's kind of what, you know, mm-hmm. I'm more than sometimes we identify with our traumas and we carry it with us. And that is who we are. It shows up exactly. in what we say. It shows up in what we do. Like we literally carry mm-hmm. it as a coat. And, and my hope is that anybody who is listening, every listener who's listening, yeah. y'all, I want y'all to yeah. start unzipping that coat. I need yeah. you to start unbuttoning mm-hmm. that coat. And start saying, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm I'm about to pull this off, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's not something that you will forget. And I use this analogy right. often um, when I'm I'm processing with um, groups or with clients or um, not even just just people in general. You know, when the work starts, right? It's like you walk into your healing. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know that ugly cry, like the snot nose, you just crying, snot running exactly. down, right? You yep. walk into yep. it right. and that's where you mm-hmm. start. And then when the work starts and you start to kind of uh, move towards move towards whatever it is that you're moving towards in your life, that snot nose yeah. cry turns into yeah. crying. Yeah. Right? There's no, there ain't yeah. no snot, right? Just crying. Yeah. And then it right. turns into some tears. You know, sweet tears at so, one right, point. Sweet, you yeah. go, yes, mm-hmm. right. And then it turns mm-hmm, into right. just saying, I ain't crying no more. I'm thinking about this, but my goodness, I've overcome that. And there is mm-hmm. that place. Yeah. You know, there is that place. Um, so mm-hmm. you are not, you are not your trauma. That's you know, right. it's a part of your story, but you're not that. Um, and another powerful thing Alicia mentioned was being comfortable, you know, in, in it is like some individuals is, 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 they're scared to move forward. It's like, I've been depressed Mm -hmm. for, Mm -hmm. for 30 years of my life. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what it looks like not to be depressed. So I'm going to stay right here because I'm comfortable in this space. You know, like I'm not trying to move because I don't even know what happy feels like. Right. You know, right, that is so true. Yes. Yeah. So that's so that's powerful. Um, I know we have we have yeah. about about seven minutes um, um, left. And this and this is this is good. This is good stuff. I kind of want to talk about mm-hmm. like the, the resources. I also want to talk about what the yeah. process of healing kind of, you know, what what can be the first steps. Evan, do you want to start there with us? Yeah, I would love to. I would just say healing is a journey. Mm-hmm. It is something that, you know, it takes time to kind of work through. Give your permission, give yourself permission to do that work. 
you know, and to have those okay days and maybe those not so good days. I think that is so important. I'm just realizing coming out of this pandemic, a lot of people have had time with themselves and some people have found that they like themselves and some people have found that they're really struggling with some aspects of themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so give yourself permission to heal. Whatever time frame that looks like, whatever, you know, uh, that may mean in terms of how you care for yourself, but that is, that is so important to do. You know, you matter. You matter. You are here for a reason. We go back to talking about purpose and meaning. Um, Alicia, I love the fact you said you're a mom. You have two children. You matter. You are important. It is important for them to see you through. And they probably keep you going more than you realize, you know, making sure everything is straight, everything is good for them. And so as we think about what we're radiating to other people, we want to be, you know, uh, keeping it at 100. You know, we want to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves talking to people who add to us and not subtract from us, right? Yeah. Thinking about those support right. systems. That's what I'm talking about, those support systems. Yes, therapy is, is very helpful. It is definitely a, a means to, to gain support when you're just losing it and you're really struggling and, and overwhelmed with a lot of those emotions and thoughts and, and in a very harmful way. Um, I would also say that those support systems that is huge as well. So knowing that you have friends, knowing you have good family members or coworkers or people that you feel safe to talk to, that's what helps when the therapy session is over. That's so right. when you had when you've had right. that hour of therapy and then you get on the phone with your auntie or your girlfriend and you're just like, Oh man, I just realized something. That's a part of the healing process. Yeah. And so <laughs> yes, I'm a therapist right. and I advocate right. for therapy but I also advocate for healthy support systems. Mm-hmm. And we know what healthy looks like and we know what unhealthy looks like. I'm, and, and, and that's the truth. My village is tight. Look here. Like, yes. you know, it's like, you know, you have yes. to be able to lean or yes. find someone and that, that is help. And it, it doesn't have to be family. You know, yes. support does not right. have to be family. Supports can be so many different mm-hmm. things. You know, that support is extremely yes. helpful yes. And when you can't find a physical person, you know, um, right. find that support in meditation. It's, it's other ways that you mm-hmm. can find it um, because everyone mm-hmm. doesn't have a village of individuals who they could lean on or depend on. But there's so many support groups that's within yes. your community, right? Like there's yes. so many that you can potentially lock into to say, mm-hmm. I- I'm going to go ahead and attend this, this support group or, you know, find out from this therapist where I can go. Is there a community mm-hmm. that's out here that's dealing with the same things I'm dealing with? Exactly. But yeah, absolutely. Alyssa, would you like to add anything to that? When an individual is in that healing process, mm-hmm. they also have to be aware that the people that they came up with are not going to understand that healing process. Mm-hmm. And when that shift takes place, some people may not meet you there, mm-hmm. and that's okay because you have to get there for yourself. Yes. Yes. You know, once we realize we're living for ourselves, yes. it doesn't matter who's meeting us at that transition. Exactly. You know, I just wanted to add that in there. Yes, no, and uh, Alicia, I, I just deep. want to add too, Shante, thinking about, you know, when we talk about support, you know, different people meet different needs. We have people that we go to for emotional support mm-hmm. and I can talk to you. I can pour stuff out on you and I feel safe and I feel heard. There's people we hang out with. I hang out with you, but I will never let you know about 
some of the stuff that's gone on in my life. There's people I go to for advice. You know, I look up to you. I, I, I see you as a mentor, this, that, and the third, but we can't hang out. And I definitely can't tell you about my business mm-hmm. or things that have happened, right? And so we have to realize that different people meet different needs. And that support system is really huge to be aware and identify, okay, where am I going and who I'm going to? Who am I going to? You know, I love my hangout friends. We have a good time together, whether it's a spa day or going on a walk or eating um, or going shopping or things like that. But I also value and respect my emotional support people, the people I can call and have that ugly cry with on the phone or on a Zoom. Um, And those people that I can connect with, you know, when when I'm feeling very low and they know what to say to help to bring me back again. And so, um, yeah, that's huge. It's huge. It is so huge. Um, mm-hmm. So I know, Ebony, you have to log off. And for the listeners, Ebony and um, Alicia is literally on a Zoom. And um, I'm so grateful to, to them. Um, so if you hear a little ins and outs, that that's the reason why. But they are so, so near and dear to to my heart just being able to share this space with me ebony is there any closing thoughts that you would have be true to yourself you know if you need help get help mm-hmm. right so be true to yourself that is the the biggest the biggest thing that i would leave you with and the fact that um you are resilient there are a lot of things that have happened and you've been able to bounce and recover and adapt um, and, and tap into that resiliency uh, any way that you can. So uh, find helpful ways to, to be true to yourself. That's all I would say. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Alicia, any last yeah. or closing thoughts? Just being vocal about mm-hmm. what we're thinking and experiencing. People mm-hmm. will be so forthcoming with information. Yeah. You know, so never, you never hold it in, you know, even yeah. at that level of uncertainty. Just be vocal about it and... Exactly. The help will come. Even if you can't find it, it will come. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Shante, I do want to say, just want to just drop for folks who are listening from, you know, different states and all over, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, NAMI. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a great resource. If you have a chance to Google them, they have chapters all throughout the United States. And um, you can definitely, um, you know, find a local chapter and connect with them. They have access to, um, you have access to support groups and find out things in your area. And so there is help out there. You do not have to carry this weight alone, uh, whether you're dealing with childhood trauma or adult trauma. Um, we, we've already kind of shared that it is a weight and it could bleed over to other relationships and impact you in so many different ways. Um, there is help for you um, to help work through trauma. For those of you who may have heard or experienced in a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, it is treatable. Um, so it is something that you can, you can get help for and treatment and, and um, help you to continue with your healing, um, your healing journey. Absolutely. Yep. NAMI is a huge, a huge support. Yes. We're in sexual assault awareness month. I want to kind of drop yes. rain, rain.org. It's R A I N N. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, stands for rape, abuse, incest, uh, the national network and their number is 1-800-656-HOPE. That's H O P E. So that's 1-800-656-HOPE. So they're also a, um, 
uh, a support. So again, I want to thank you, Ebony, so much for joining us on this morning. Alicia, thank you so much for joining us on this morning. Ebony, you can go. I know that you have to go, so you can go ahead and log off, Alicia. I just just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Blessings to all of you. Thank you for the opportunity, Shante. Thank you. Yes, I'll be in touch. Very nice to see you again, Alicia. Good information. You made my heart very happy. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. I'm kind of feeling that that podcast title, Strong Women, what that's going to look like. I think that would be a really really good one. Yeah, man. And um, I also want the listeners to know there's there's so much trauma that has not been discussed uh, in detail here that is really, really impacting and has really impacted the African-American community. And we are in a real sensitive state right now when it comes down to trauma. So when we yes. talk about violence, we talk about what we, what we see and what we hear about as it relates to the shooting. I believe there was another shooting in Minnesota. And so many oh. of our youth are hearing these things over and over and over again. There's so much. So I really want you guys to know, stay tuned because we will have a podcast that is specific to intergenerational trauma, community trauma, trauma specific to violence. And I'm going to have some, some um, uh, individuals that's actually in the streets right now, some, some activists that are, that's in the streets that's really got their bullhorns and, and, and really pushing and, Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I want I want you guys to know that that's also going to be something that is that is upcoming for us, for the listeners and the supporters of the All About Relationships podcast. And um, keep in mind, the idea of relationships for this particular podcast is not just intimate relationships. We have relationships with everything. Alicia, thank you, my love, so much for joining um, us again. I know that you're going to be kicking it next month as well. Um, You guys, keep listening. Follow me at Shantae.Vines on IG. You can also find me on Facebook. But definitely follow me so that you could be aware of what's up next, right? Um, I just don't schedule things to schedule them. I schedule them based on how um, and what I feel is needed in that moment, in that time. Definitely follow me again on IG at Shantae.Vines or on Facebook, Shantae Johnson Vines. Again, thank you for supporting. Until next time.